We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is the Six Man Show on Orlando Magic Podcast with your hosts, Luke Sylvia and Jonathan Osborne, covering all things Magic Basketball. Five fans, four fans. Go Magic. What's going on, Orlando Magic fans? You guys are back with the Six Man Show. Today is September 14th, 2023. Jonathan Osborne here, as always. Joined by the co-host Luke Sylvia. Luke, how are we doing? Doing well. Doing doing well. Just uh, continuing to count down the days, Jonathan. Until what? The regular season starts? Yeah, that media day, preseason, training camp. Things that really get me going and get me on this mic twice a week for sure. And uh, a lot of you will be very surprised to hear if you're not on YouTube. You, you don't see him yet. You'll hear him in just a moment. But we're joined by none other than producer Kevin Tucker. Producer Kevin Tucker, welcome back. How are you? Wow. Greetings, gentlemen. Greetings, boys and girls. Thanks for listening to the show and watching the show. I'm doing very well. Glad to be back. Glad to talk a little magic history with you boys as we uh, count down the days to some uh, live magic basketball, which actually isn't that far away if you think about it. Like, we're really close. You know, it's kind of exciting. We are close. Kevin, are you, how pumped are you to be doing the, the post-game lives? I'm very excited. Like, I think it's going to be awesome. So if you missed that announcement, we've talked about it a couple of times over the course of the summer, but I'm glad you brought this up, Jonathan. Yeah, we're planning on doing post-game shows after every Orlando Magic game this season live on YouTube. I'm going to be hosting as many of them as I possibly can for the ones that I'm not available. Jonathan, Luke will do it. But uh, but yeah, it's going to be live on YouTube. We're going to get your reactions. You're going to get involved in the chat, in the comments, all that kind of stuff. We'll break down the game. And the highs and lows of the entire Orlando Magic season will be really fun. And then, of course, it'll also be available the next day on, you know, podcast platforms and everything like that. So it's going to be a lot like it's kind of daunting to think about. But I mean, I'm already watching and reacting to games anyway. So might as well just join with a bunch of other Magic fans doing it. So I'm really excited. Since last month when the schedule came out, everyone knows if you listen to our episode that we released the, the next day, we were just pouring over that schedule. And as we're putting it together and we're putting together like the Google calendar, I don't know the last time either of you took a look at that, but we're sort of upping the coverage all over the place. Like we're going to try to be at more magic games, have more coverage at magic games. Got Ben doing the six fan show. Kevin 
doing most of the post game lives, obviously still recording twice a week. Like there's going to be a lot going on more than ever before for us yeah. in particular next season. So it is a little bit daunting, but mostly it's exciting because we should be watching good magic basketball for the first time in a really long time. Please. Yeah. The idea of doing 82 post game shows of like, you know, let's say the 2022 magic, like that would have been brutal. So I just don't want that again. That's all I want. Like 40 wins or more would just that the rest would be great. But yeah, if we could just have a good team, those post game live shows will be much more tolerable and a lot of fun. We've talked about this the last couple of episodes, but we should have a link like relatively soon for this group night that we're putting together uh, for when the Magic take on the Oklahoma City Thunder at home on February 13th. That is a Tuesday night, and that is when the Magic are going to be, fingers crossed, playing on TNT, like their one real nationally televised game this year. So uh, we should be getting that link I think sometime this week, if not early next week. And then we'll start pushing that to you guys as soon as possible. So please keep your eyes on that because seats are going to be limited. We try to make this really affordable. So there's a there's a chance that these tickets are going to go fast. So when you see the post that we put the link out, don't drag your feet. Just go and, and get your tickets. We want you guys to be there. That's going to be a lot of fun. We do have some sad magic news. So we're recording this. Uh, Tuesday night, actually this week, a little bit different, but uh, some sad news broke a little bit before we started recording the podcast. Former Orlando Magic player Brandon Hunter uh, has sadly uh, passed away at the age of 42. Uh, Brandon was the 56th pick in the 2003 NBA draft by the Boston Celtics, played one season with the Celtics, and then one season with the Magic in Dwight Howard's rookie year, uh, played 31 games off the bench for the Magic. So we just wanted to uh, pass along our our condolences and our prayers to Brandon's family. Uh, Obviously, any time that we lose a a member of the the Magic family, it's a tragedy. And I want to say, Jonathan, real quickly here, if I can, Dante Marcatelli put out an Instagram post much more ties to to Brandon Hunter than than, any of us had. He put a, a picture up not too long ago tonight and said, this is so incredibly sad. We lost a part of our Magic family today. Truly enjoyed reconnecting with Brandon Hunter the last few years. Such a tremendous individual, cared deeply for his family and this community. Gone way too soon, BH, you will be missed. So beautiful tribute there from Dante. Obviously rekindling and reconnecting here over the last few years. Part of the you know community there, um, seemingly in Orlando, whatever it might have been. So yeah, like uh, like you said, uh, obviously our condolences to, to Brandon Hunter and his family. But I did want to share that from someone that is closer uh, to Brandon Hunter and always kind of has a a deeper impact there. We had some other news uh, today from the magic. Uh, So a new team reporter has been named a new sideline reporter. Uh, Kendra Douglas has been named. She'll serve a reading from the magic's press release here. She will serve as sideline reporter for select Valley sports, Florida telecast, as well as a correspondence for the team's social media channels. So Kendra, a really decorated uh, reporter here, a two-time Edward R. Murrow Award winner, uh, covered the Tampa Bay Buccaneers during their Super Bowl run in 2021, covered the Kansas City Chiefs during their Super Bowl run in 2020. She's a North Carolina alum, 
which I really appreciate that as a North Carolina fan. I wasn't smart enough to go there, obviously, but Kendra was, um, and she was part of the track team, competed in the 400-meter race at the ACC tournament, so an athlete as well. Uh, yeah, Kendra Douglas joining the the Orlando Magic family here, and we're just really excited to, to see what she does and keep that trend, Kendra, of wherever you've gone, there's been a, a championship. So we want that trend uh, to continue. So I just want to share a, a nice, warm welcome to, to, to Kendra. And, uh, you know, she's been in Orlando. Uh, she's been working uh, with uh, WESH uh, for the last you know few years. So she's familiar with the area, but now joining the Orlando Magic Boys. That'll be a lot of fun. For uh, you know, Obviously, you get someone new on board. I'm sure that we'll get to know Kendra um, there and just kind of her story, her background, and uh, and dive into that. So like you said, she attracts the uh, the winners there, uh, clearly, or the, the winners attract her. I don't know. But it was nice that the Magic were able to, to snag her, and, um, and hopefully a championship will ensue. I think it's important to clarify something here. We did get a couple of questions about this. This is not a Dante Marcatelli replacement. Okay, so... Yeah. Like just super super clear about this. Like Dante is the host of Orlando Magic Basketball. That means pregame, halftime, postgame, all that stuff. He's still doing that. That's not changing. Dante is here to stay. Kendra is the team reporter, and so that like the the press release mentions, you know, sideline stuff, um, some of the more like social media, you know, web content, that kind of stuff. So two very different things. Dante is going nowhere. He's still the host of Magic Basketball, and we're going to keep it that way. Completely agree. Could not agree with that more. But yeah, I did see a couple of those comments, Kevin. So appreciate you bringing that up. And like we alluded to a little bit ago, and you'll probably tell by the, the title of this episode, I'm assuming this is the 35th anniversary season for the Orlando Magic. And we thought it would be fun. We thought it would be a good idea to go through and list the 35 greatest Magic players of all time. Now, anytime you're creating a list like this, not everyone is, is going to be happy, right? Like, we like to think this is a pretty definitive list. Like we've done the work, we've debated amongst ourselves, we've gone through this. We feel like this is a pretty good list. Is it perfect? Probably not. Probably not. There's going to be people that disagree. A lot of, you know, personal preference and and, and bias, you know, comes into making lists like this. Um, but these are who we think are the 35 greatest Magic players of all time. And as we're going through and, and ranking these. Remember, we're using the term greatest, not necessarily best, right? We, we had this debate, you know, last year, you know, with Dwight and Shaq, who's the best, who's the greatest. We're talking about greatest. We're talking in terms of legacy. Some of the criteria that we decided to, you know, think about when making this list, obviously the individual player statistics, you know, how many points, rebounds, assists, so on and so forth. Their personal and individual accolades. Did they make an all-star team? Did they make an all-NBA team? So on and so forth. Their longevity. How long were they here, right? If a guy averaged, you know, 17 points per game but played it one season here, that's not the same as a guy averaging, you know, maybe nine or eight points but was here for 10 years. You know, that longevity and, and, and loyalty to the franchise and just, you know, being around for a long time that really counts to us. That's something that we thought was really important. And obviously, we're going to consider the team success. You know, were you really great on a bad team or were you really great on a really good team? And then also considering like the fan and cultural impact. Were they a fan favorite 
what did they mean for the Orlando Magic organization and, and culture as a whole? So just those are, are some of the things that we're thinking about as we start to go through this list, guys. Can I just add one thing really quick about whether our, our list is perfect or not? The other thing to take into account is age. Like, let's be honest, you know, the three of us, we are young, strapping. Okay, not as young anymore, but Luke, <laughs> we, you know, we are. Yeah, Luke is the only young one strapping here. Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, so several of these guys that are on this list are guys that we never saw play with our own eyes. You know, we just know about their their legacy and their statistics. And we hear Magic fans that were there talk about this person. Obviously, we've watched as much film as possible on those teams, you know, that exists on YouTube and stuff. So some of you older heads are going to hear some things maybe and be like, ah, so-and-so, blah, blah, blah. But again, you got to think about our lens. And also, we also think about the fact of who listens to our show. Like we have the metrics, we have, you know, the demographics of who listens to our show. And so we know it tends to be people, you know, about our age or younger who are probably in a similar boat with their magic fanhood. So I thought that was important to mention because I I know there are going to be some more seasoned magic fans out there. They're going to have their opinion and their opinion is completely valid. And I probably trust theirs more than ours. But this is our, you know, kind of opinion, the list we put together. And so I thought that was important to mention. I also want to add here real quick before we get started. It is fitting, obviously, that we're doing this list in honor of the 35th season. So in light of that, I did also want to share Jason Beatty put out here recently, amongst other reporters, that in celebration of the 35 years of the Orlando Magic basketball, the Magic will unveil a new jersey in court for the upcoming season on Friday. So kind of tying everything together here, that 35th uh, theme continues I'm excited about that. I just wanted to slide that in here before we get started because I know there's people who maybe not be on Twitter, might not have seen it. So this Friday, you guys will be able to look out for that unveiling of the New Jersey and the court. And, uh, you know, we don't have it confirmed, but there's been a lot of rumors out there about, you know, what the Jersey is and everything like that. And uh, we are getting super close to 4,000 subscribers here on YouTube. So in anticipation of that jersey being released and announced, we're going to be doing a giveaway um, probably you know at the end of this week or maybe early next week. We'll start that sort of in like celebration of us hitting 4,000 YouTube subscribers. So just be on the lookout for that. If you're not already subscribed to us on YouTube, uh, go ahead and, and make sure that you're already subscribed. Uh, you know, so you'll be part of the way there in terms of being like entered in the giveaway. But uh, thanks for bringing that up, Luke. Yeah, and I'll also just say it's really cool. You get a chance to win a jersey of a, a Magic superstar, just a, a superstar mm -hmm. jersey. You know, that's all. Oh. <clears throat> future, future superstar. You know, if you're star, you know, yeah, superstar, or, or yeah, or you know, whoever uh, that might be. But to your point, Kevin, like at least in my thinking, like I, I was trying to look at it from like not only my lens, like hey, I may not have this guy ranked as high, but I know there are people who have followed this team now for 35 years that do, and we did take all of that into account. So we are we, we put a lot of work into this list, and, and we do feel like it is pretty close. It might not be perfect, but it is pretty close. So I, uh, I'm going to start the uh, honors here with the honorable mention. So the way we're going to do this is we're going to break it up um, into sections. So I'm going to start first with the honorable mention. And then I'm going to start with uh, number 35, go through uh, number 26. Luke is then going to take over. He'll take us from 25 to 16. And then Kevin is going to take us the rest of the way and take us from 15 all the way to one. And then we'll discuss, hey, this guy might not be on the list, but 
who might be able to really jump up this list in the coming season. We'll have a little discussion of that at the end. So starting with the honorable mention, these are guys that sort of like just missed the list here. Number one is going to be Otis Smith. Younger Magic fans probably recognize that name as he was the general manager and, and sort of sort of the architect uh, that helped put together that 09 finals team. But uh, really talking about just his, his impact as a player here, uh, Otis Smith was part of the inaugural team, the first ever season of the Orlando Magic. He played three seasons with the Magic. He played in 195 games, averaged 11.4 points, 4.1 rebound, 1.9 assists, one steal, had 6.4 win shares in his time in Orlando. Next up, Donald Royal, who was part of the 95 finals team, started a lot of the season uh, at shooting guard for the Magic before Dennis Scott really took over uh, in the playoffs and into that run. Donald played six, se- Donald played six seasons with the Magic, appeared in 288 games, 28 playoff games, averaged 7.8 points, 3.4 rebounds, 1.3 assists, had 14 point share, uh, 14.7 win shares, and he's 10th all-time in Magic field goal percentage. Next up, this guy, was it was really hard to, to keep him off the list. Uh, Marcin Gortat, who was part of the 09 finals team, and during that run, you might not really be able to tell it from his raw statistical numbers, but was widely regarded as one of the best backup centers in the NBA at that time. He played four seasons, 175 games, 46 playoff games, averaged 3.7 points, 4.3 rebounds, uh, 0.8 blocks, had 8.2 win shares. He's third all-time in Magic rebound percentage, and he's fifth in win shares per 48 minutes and second all-time in defensive box plus minus. So I included some of those statistics to show that his raw counting stats didn't really encapsulate his entire impact uh, in his time with the Magic. And then skip to my Lou Ray for Alston. Had he played more games for the Magic, I think we'll talk about this in a second, but had he played more games and been here longer, definitely would be higher on the list. But part of the 09 finals team, after Jameer Nelson goes down with the injury in the middle of the year, the acquisition of Rafer Alston literally saved that season. And his you know, his uh, performance and, and impact on this team really catapulted that finals run. So in one season, he played 29 games, 23 playoff games, Averaged 12 points, 2.9 rebounds, 5.1 assists, and 1.8 steals. He had 2.4 win shares. And then last but not least, on the honorable mention, our boy Alfred Payton. Uh, four seasons, 281 games, 11.1 points, 4.2 rebounds, 6.4 assists, 1.4 steals. Had 11.7 win shares. The all-time Magic leader in triple doubles and seventh all-time in assists. And his injury in, I believe, January of was that the 2016 season uh basically like single-handedly had scott skiles wanting to quit in the middle of the season so i i wanted to to throw that in there i might have i may have the season wrong but uh honorable mention guys anybody from this list that sticks out to you or maybe someone else that you would have included as an honorable mention i think in looking at this list as a whole and obviously you know can bring it up here as well Martian Gortat, for instance, playing, you know, four seasons with the Magic and and really like when looking at how many seasons these guys spent on our roster, if you look at it, these teams, these guys that played uh on the finals teams and and things like that, 
it felt like they played longer. Rafer Alston, a great example as well. Only one season, but it felt like he was here for longer because he had a big impact on the team and our memory of the team. Whereas like in the bad years of the Magic, for instance, these guys that might have played more seasons than Rafer Alston, you're like, wow, they really were that long. So I, I think going down this list, and that's something that I I kept in like that just kept coming to me when I was going down our list and everything that was built was that I cannot believe some of these guys spent as short of amount of time, and I can't believe some of these guys spent as long of amount of time on this roster. I, well, I think part of that is Luke. Some of these guys that were on the good teams; they basically played half a season in the playoffs each year. You know, like mm. for example, like you talk about Ray Olson. He only played 29 regular season games, but he played 23 playoff games because he went all the way to the finals. You know, Martin Gortat's the same way, 175 regular season games, but he played 46 playoff games. That's like another half season, you know? So all this stuff kind of adds up, especially the guys that were on good teams. It feels like, yeah, especially that whole era, like that 2008, 2010, 11-ish era. We had some, We have some guys in that era on this list. And so, again, those guys, a lot of deep playoff runs. And so... It also helps that those are the games you remember more than any of them, the playoff games. And so it feels mm-hmm. like, you know, they kind of were around for a while. But I definitely agree, especially Ray for Austin. It's like, oh, yeah, it's just a yeah. part of Magic history. And it's like, well, he played 29 regular season games. So that's that's right. kind of how you end up on an honorable mention list like this. But, yeah, I, I'm, I'm totally cool with it so far. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Going through this and sort of going back to the point, you know, with Kevin about sort of our lens. Like, if you would ask me 24 hours ago, like, would Courtney Lee be on the 35 greatest Magic players of all time? I'd be like, yeah, absolutely. But when you really break it down, it's like, well, no, absolutely not. But just like the impact that he had on 14 year old Jonathan, it's like, yeah, Courtney Lee's got to be one of the 35 greatest Magic players of all time. It's like, no, it's not really particularly close, but it's just a, a funny, you know, um, point to your your bit about the lens. So, mm-hmm. all right, let's start with the list uh, again. I'm going to go through 35 through 26 here, starting with number 35. I, this might be cheating, but I, I just feel like this dude has to be on the list. Some people aren't going to like this, but this guy just had to make the list. Number 35, Paolo Bancaro. 2023 NBA Rookie of the Year. He was the number one overall pick in the 2022-2023 NBA Draft. Just one season. Has played 72 games. Averaged 20 points, 6.9 rebounds, 3.7 assists, 2.4 win shares. Already third all-time Magic points per game. Now, if you look on basketball reference, I think they want to see like at least two seasons from a guy before they 
put him on any of those all-time ranking lists, but as you look through the list, he would be third currently. If if he's able to match his scoring total from this year, he will be third. And I have him here as the future greatest Magic player of all time. At least that's what I hope. So Paolo Bancaro, number 35. Next, 34, Aaron Aflalo played three seasons with the Magic. He played from 12 uh, to 2014 and then came back in 2017 for the end of his career. 190 games, 13.5 points, three rebounds, 2.5 assists, 7.4 win shares. And in you know, 2012 and 2013, Aaron Aflalo was like arguably legitimately the best player on the Magic. Yeah, that's If you've been through it with Aaron Aflalo, you have, have really been through it. Number 33, Wendell Carter Jr., uh, three seasons, 141 games, 14.6 points, 9.5 rebounds, 2.4 assists, has 10.8 win shares. Number 32, Markel Fultz, four seasons, 158 games. He's also appeared in five playoff games, 12.7 points, 3.5 rebounds, five assists, 1.3 steals, 6.7 win shares. Franz Wagner played two seasons, 159 games, 16.9 points, 4.1 rebounds, 3.2 assists, 9.4 win shares. Number 30, Terry Catledge, a part of the inaugural team in 89-90, played four seasons, 224 games, 15.3 points, 6.8 rebounds, 1.1 assists, had 8.8 win shares, seventh all-time in Magic offensive rebounds. Number 29, Jeff Turner, and we have an asterisk here next to Jeff Turner's name because we had a discussion uh, amongst ourselves of, should Jeff Turner's uh, impact as a broadcaster um, sort of change where he is on this list? And and we came to the conclusion that that is going to be sort of a separate thing. We're really just talking about his impact on the floor as a player. If we were to sort of consider his broadcasting career for the Magic, he would be ranked much higher than, than 29th. But Jeff Turner, part of the 95 finals team, played seven seasons, 411 games, 18 playoff games, Averaged six points, three point three rebounds, one assist, had three uh, six point three win shares. Twenty eight Pat Garrity, nine seasons, five hundred thirteen games, seventeen playoff games. Averaged seven point four points, two point seven rebounds, had seventeen point six win shares. Fifth all time in in Magic games played. Ninth in three pointers made. Number twenty seven DJ Augustine played four seasons, two hundred ninety one games. 10 playoff games, 10.1 points, 2.1 rebounds, 4.1 assists, 15.4 or 15.1 win shares, and the game winner in 2019 in game one in the first round against the Toronto Raptors. That absolutely came into uh, our thinking here. And then 26, Steve Francis played two seasons, 124 games, averaged 19.4 points, 5.4 rebounds, 6.5 assists, 1.3 steals, 9.1 win shares in total. And uh, right now, he is technically ranked third all-time in Magic points per game. But yeah, I think uh, some interesting people here in this section. I think it's funny, Luke, you talk about people that you feel like were on the team longer or shorter or whatever. I feel like that was DJ Augustine. To me, it's like, yeah, he played, what, like two seasons? And then you look at, oh, four seasons, 291 games. Like, my brain just, uh, that, that's kind of crazy. Um, Pat, here's the thing. I love longevity. All right, longevity means a lot to Kevin. So, like, I look at a guy like Pat Garrity, nine seasons. That means a lot. You know, as a Magic fan, we don't always have guys that, you know, love to stick around the franchise for very long. And so guys like Pat Garrity with nine, 
Jeff Turner with seven. That kind of stuff means a lot to me. It's this is interesting. This is the section though where we got all the the current young guns. You know, the Powell, the Franz, the Markell, the Wendell. Very interesting, you know, to see them already potentially in our 35. I'm curious, those of you who are listening, would you include some of these, you know, current guys in this top 35? Definitely let us know in the comments or on Twitter or whatever. Or sorry, X, let us know on X. Um, but yeah, I, it's a pretty interesting start to the list and some definitely some interesting guys to come. Luke? Yeah, I was just going to add the, the one from this list that Magic fans could, you know, I'm, I'm, I guarantee you, that there are young Magic fans listening to this, maybe even our age listening to this, that are like, who the heck is Terry Catledge? And in looking at, at people who know Terry Catledge or have heard of him and familiar, known as, better as known as the Catman, but he, in looking at that, it is so funny to see that he averages as many points as he did at that, you know, 15.3 points per game. Because in his in the inaugural season on the inaugural team, he averaged 19 points. The team was atrocious, but he still was like 47, 48% from the field if you look at the stats. But it is so funny. As the team gets better, Catledge kind of takes a back seat the longer the seasons go on. So this is not to slight Terry Catledge, but it's also... It's maybe not the end of the world. You don't know who Terry Catledge is, but he was at the beginning of this team. Puts up 19 points per game his first season, and then that guy named Shaquille O'Neal comes along. Terry Catledge all of a sudden becomes one of the least you know minutes played on the team after being you know one of the leading guys on this team in the you know years prior. So that was my takeaway. Maybe an educational piece there for those that aren't aware of who Terry Catledge is. Terry Catledge is like the 90s version of Aaron Aflalo. Like Aaron Aflalo, everywhere else was not that good, but like Aaron Aflalo, if I remember correctly, had like an 18 point per game season for the Magic, where he was the featured guy offensively. End of yep. games, we were begging for that patented Aaron Aflalo baseline turnaround. His points per game came down a bit, you know, when when he comes back in in 2017, but especially those you know two seasons, the first two seasons that he spent in Orlando was like the featured guy, you know, offensively and helped him get a, another contract with the Denver Nuggets. But yeah, some of these guys are the epitome of like good stats, bad team guys. But yeah, the Catman Terry Catledge had to include him. Well, now let's move on to on this list to 25 through 16. We'll start at 25. Victor Oladipo, 3 seasons with the Magic, 224 games. Almost 16 points a game, 15.9, 4.4 rebounds, 4 assists, 1.6 steals, and 9.7 win shares. 24, uh, it is actually Michael Petrus, part of the 09 finals team. Three seasons, 148 games, 38 playoff games, which is crazy. 8.7 points, 3 rebounds, 7.4 win shares. 23, Tobias Harris, four seasons, uh, 205 games. 15.6 points, 7 rebounds, 1.8 assists, 14.1 win shares. 22, Mike Miller, 2001 Rookie of the Year, obviously. Three seasons, 194 games, 8 playoff games, 14 points per game, 4.6 rebounds, 2.5 assists, 12.8 win shares. 21, Ryan Anderson, the 2011-2012 Most Improved Player. Three seasons, 188 games, 20 playoff games, 11.5 points per game. Five and a half rebounds, 18.4 win shares, second all-time magic win shares per 48. Number 20, the most recent guest of the six-man show, Human Torch, Terrence Ross. 
should have been, as noted here on this list, should have been the 18-19-6 man of the year. Seven seasons, 349 games, 10 playoff games, 12.7 points, three rebounds, 1.7 assists, 10 win shares, and sixth mag- and Magic all-time three-point field goals made. 19, Scott Skiles. Part of the inaugural team, five seasons, 384 games, two playoff games, 12.9 points, 2.9 rebounds, 7.2 assists, 24.6 win shares, first all-time Magic assists per game, second total assist, seventh in free throws, NBA all-time records for assists in one game, as we all know, 30 in that game where he holds the record for assists. 18, Bo Outlaw, Magic ambassador. You guys see him around Amway all the time, I'm sure, as we all have. Part of the 99-2000 uh, Heart and Hustle team. Eight seasons, 360 games, eight playoff games, 6.3 points, six rebounds, 2.2 assists, 1.5 blocks, 1.1 steals, 26.3 win shares, eighth all-time in Magic rebounds, fourth in blocks, and first in field goal percentage. 17, Aaron Gordon, seven seasons with the Magic, 428 games, Five playoff games, 12.9 points, 6.4 rebounds, 2.5 assists, 22.3 win shares, 10th all-time Magic games played, 6 in rebounds, ninth in blocks, 2 dunk contests robbed. Number 16, Vince Carter. Part of the 09-10 Eastern Conference Finals teams where uh, the Magic were 59-23 and in that regular season, uh, their best Magic regular season record at that. Two seasons with the Magic, 90. He's another one, by the way. You know, I, I think we all know that he, the stint wasn't long, but it still felt longer than two seasons, even though we know that's the case. 97 games, 14 playoff games, 16.3 points per game, 3.9 rebounds, 3.1 assists, 7.4 win shares. So that is uh, there for Vince Carter to round out there from 25 to 16, boys. So I think for me, uh, looking at this list, you know, Vince Carter, I, another thing that puts him on this list is just being a local guy, you know, from day from Daytona and all that good stuff. That's important. I love a couple of the, the uh, fun stats that were thrown in this list, like the the two dunk contests robbed for Aaron Gordon. That's an important stat. Terrence Ross should have been sixth man of the year in 1819. That kind of stuff is fun. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's interesting looking at lists like this. Like if you, if you ask, if you were to ask me, like before we reflect on this kind of stuff, like I would say like the Magic compared to a lot of other teams don't have that kind of, rich of a history or whatever some kind of crazy list of top 35 players when you look at this list it's like you know what we got a nice got a nice group of guys that have played in blue and white you know like it's 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 good dudes you know and so it's cool to look at a list like this a couple of the people that stand out that we just mentioned uh ryan anderson i thought was kind of cool on friday's thing with the the jersey unveiling and the court unveiling ryan anderson's going to be there that was in the press conference we haven't seen or heard a lot of, you know, Ryan Anderson being around the team over these last several years. He's he's been at Amway and stuff like that, but as far as like official magic, you know, press releases or all that kind of stuff, we haven't seen him a part of that. So it's kind of cool that he'll be in town on Friday. Obviously, you mentioned Terrence Ross. The longevity plays into it. Seven seasons, three hundred forty nine games. Scott Skiles, the guy who still holds an NBA record, thirty assists, guys. Like that's still insane, and that happened in a Magic uniform. Like, that's pretty cool. Bo Outlaw, great guy. Aaron Gordon, you know, dunk contests are memorable and all that kind of stuff. And like I said, Vince Carter being a local guy and taking the team to the Eastern Conference Finals and and the best record in the team history. So definitely a cool list and um, definitely definitely excited for the, the next 15. But Jonathan, what do you think about this section? 
Yeah, I was just going to say like today in prepping for this, I went back and it had been probably a few years since I had watched the highlights from Scott Skiles' 30 assist game. And he makes some absolutely ridiculous passes in that game and was just like finding open teammate after open teammate. Obviously, you don't set a record like that without guys knocking down shots, but it was like guys just finding like the perfect lane to cut and get to the rim every single time. But that might have been one of the absolute worst defensive performances from the Denver Nuggets in the history of the NBA. Guys had no business getting as open as they did, seemingly on every single possession. So as impressive as it is that Scott Skiles recorded 30 assists in this game, it is equally as impressive as bad as that Denver defense was. When you go back and watch that, you're like, what are you guys doing? Like at some point, you've got to... You, you cannot take your eyes off of these guys because they're just cutting and getting to the rim over and over and over again. Um, Aaron Gordon, you know, the two dunk contests, like some people will laugh about that because like he didn't really win. But when we look back, especially on that 2016 dunk contest in Toronto, him and Zach Levine, it's widely regarded as like one of the absolute best dunk contests in the history of the NBA. And Aaron Gordon's performance in that arguably is the greatest dunk contest performance in the history of the NBA slam dunk contest. So I, I I don't feel like that's insignificant. I know that we joke about it and I'll never forgive Dwayne Wade for it, but like 50 years from now, people are going to look back on the history of the NBA and clips from that dunk contest will be included the same way we see highlights from Dominique Wilkins and, and Michael Jordan and, and Vince Carter and, and Dwight Howard and Nate Robinson Aaron Gordon is going to be a part of those reels moving forward. And like in the magic, somewhat good, but also partly tortured history. When you think about like the greatest moments in in magic history, that has to be in the conversation. So to me, that was a, a big part of not, maybe not a big part of, but it was a part of Aaron Gordon being ranked as high as he was, especially, you know, the, the longevity and everything like that. I I will say one thing, one more thing about this before we move on. Scott Skiles, he the fact that he only averaged like seven assists per game, which I would let's not get it twisted. I would kill for a Magic player to average seven assists in a game at this point. But Scott Skiles averaging seven assists in a game. You look up his highest assist games. By the way, in that Denver game, he also had twenty two points, which is super impressive. You think. Kind of probably goes to the fact that Denver's defense was terrible, but Scott Skiles was that good for this team. But if you go through like his assist, he had three other games that were in the 20s as far as assists go 21 assists, 20 assists, 20 assists, 19, 18, 18, 17, 17, 17. Like there are so many high, high, high assist games for him to only have seven assists per game where it really dropped off for him and it, you know, where he goes down. When I say dropped off, he goes from, you know, whatever, eight, nine assists per game in a season down to like six is when Penny comes on the scene, right? Like that's when it drops off. And that's probably why he eventually gets down to seven a game. I just thought that was super interesting how high his output was for assists and how many games he has at like in the twenties and thirties and the teens in general that we just don't see anymore, especially for magic players. And uh, so just shout out Scott Skiles, that guy, was wild last thing that i'll say about scott skiles is the the sour taste that i still have in my mouth from his his coaching coaching tenure probably affected the way that i would rank him on this list like if it weren't for that he may be you know a spot or two higher but i i am still kind of uh you know bitter about his departure 
Okay, let's take a quick break to give our patrons a very special shout out. If you haven't heard by now, uh, we do have a Patreon community where you can help support the show and help support the content that we make on a weekly and sometimes what feels like daily basis. Uh, but you can find us at patreon.com slash the six man show where for as little as $2 a month, you can help support the show. Part of our benefits is we give a special shout out to our Hall of Fame and Elite Tier patrons on every single episode. So we'll go ahead and start with the court cousins, Drew Gooden, Armin, Carson Tulo, Jonathan Borges, Normal, Magic Player History, Gabe Gaines, Wiffle, Michael Martin, Jamel Miller, Michael Salapong, Donkey Punch Dave, Paolo and Franz's Warmth, Pierre A, Nostalgia, and Eminem, Dylan Holden, Mr. Mikey, Eduardo Sanchez, Drum Drum, Drummy, Drum Drum, Danimal, Dodo 15, Bobby Skinner, PB in the Mix, Goaty 93, Teddy Sylvia, Eric Lopez, Fuchsia, Juan Gerardo, Bill Fulton, Edmund Lagone, Jose Esquilin, Destined for Greatness, Kayla Pete, Cannibalism, Ty, Mr. TV, ESPN, Really Sucks, Gear 95, Shred, Junior Bruce, Half Recon, Shahin 177, Bobby the Don, Himlo Ben, Himro, Arm Prop 221, Ray Pastrana, Magic Kid 714, Spanking Season, Soft Taco, Fuego Nando, Victor Cologne, Irish Magic Mike, Austin Lampy, Random Hustle, Only Franz, Maria, Keith Walsh, Fritz, Currency, Kevin, Bruv, Sal. A big thank you to all of our patrons. Again, you can find us at patreon.com slash the six man show. Always a big shout out to our patrons. They're the best. They're awesome. They're what make, you know, like our giveaway that's coming up this weekend. They make it possible. So, yeah, thank you to our patrons. I have the privilege and honor and uh, duty, obligation, you know, responsibility to unveil the last 15, the top 15, the greatest magic players of all time. Uh, and it's 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 a doozy, but it's also really cool. Like from here on out, the the player with the fewest seasons played is like four, like four seasons played. Like this next group, yeah, they're going to have the stats. Yeah, they're going to have all that kind of stuff. But these are like some very loyal. I don't know if loyal is the right word for everybody. For the most part, these are some very loyal Magic players. And so that means a lot to me. And so I'm interested to hear what you guys think and what our listeners think. So here we go. Number 15, we have Jonathan Clay, J.J. Reddick. Part of the 2009 finals team played seven seasons. It's hard to hard to remember that because the first several seasons and he was in Orlando, he didn't really play that much. But in all, seven seasons, 396 games, 44 playoff games, just over nine points, 1.8 rebounds, just under two assists, 23.9 win shares, 10th all time in Magic, three point field goals. Jonathan Clay Reddick, number 14, maybe a little controversial. Evan Fournier, Evan Fournier, seven seasons. 435 games. But here's the thing. Like, if you just look on paper, you can't argue it. Seven seasons, 435 games, 10 playoff games, 16.2 points, just under three boards, three assists, one steal per game, 23.3 win shares, ninth all time in Magic games played, third in three-point field goal percentage, ninth in free throws, 10th in assists, eighth in points. I mean, that's a guy that's deserving of being in the top 15, if you ask me. Whether you like him or not, that's, that's up to you. Number 13. Again, a guy who was here for a while, maybe should have played more games. Grant Hill was an all-star in 2001. Voted, didn't play because he was injured in 2005. But he played six seasons, 200 games, four playoff games, 16.4 points, five boards, three assists, 1.1 steals, and 17.5 win shares. Good old Grant Hill. Number 12, we have Dennis Scott, 3D, part of the 1995 NBA Finals team. Seven seasons, 446 games, 41 playoff games. Just under 15 points, three boards, two assists, a steal, 28.3 win shares, eighth all-time in Magic games played, still first in three-point field goal percentage, eighth in steals, 10th in points, and of course, in the Orlando Magic Hall of Fame. Next up, Sweet Lou, Rashard Lewis, 
All-Star in 2009, part of the 2009 Finals team. He played four seasons, 257 games, 48 playoff games, 16.3 points, just over five boards, two assists, a steal, 27.4 win shares, seventh all-time in Magic three-point field goal percentage, which is kind of surprising. I thought it might be more. Uh, and then ninth in win shares per 48 minutes. Number 10, the Goggles, Horace Grant, part of the 95 Finals team, seven seasons, 411 games, 38 playoff games, 11.3 points, 8.2 boards, two assists, a steal, a block, 42.2 win shares, seventh all-time in Magic Minutes played, fifth in rebounds, ninth in steals, fifth in blocks, eighth in win shares. Just a stat stuffer, Horace Grant. Next up, we got Hito Turkoglu, of course, part of the 2009 Finals team, eight seasons, 497 games, 49 playoff games, 14.5 points, 4.5 boards, 3.9 assists, 39.6 win shares, Seventh all-time in Magic games played, fifth and three-point field goal. Or, sorry, fifth and three-point field goals, sixth and free throws, seventh and rebounds, sixth and assists, tenth and steals, seventh and points, tenth and win shares. Uh, yeah, Hito Turkoglu, uh, which I think he's going to be there on Friday as well. Wasn't he in the list for the jersey thing? I think he was. I can't remember. It was Ryan Anderson, Rashard, Rashard Lewis. That he was on there as well, which was another surprising one. But anyway. Uh, number eight, Daryl Armstrong, part of the 95 Finals team. He was the uh, the most improved player in 1999 and the sixth man of the year in 1999, which has also never happened. Uh, part of the Heart and Hustle team, nine seasons, 502 games, 24 playoff games, 40.2 win shares, six all-time Magic games played, eighth in three-point field goals, eighth in free throws, third in assists, second in steals, ninth in win shares. That is a guy I think most Magic fans would Love to see him back with his organization. He's been with the Dallas Mavericks for a bajillion years. Um, thought maybe he would leave with their coaching change. I guess it was last offseason. Obviously, he stayed and is, is still there. He loves Dallas and loves that organization. But I think most Magic fans would love to see him you know, on the coaching staff here in Orlando. Last two before we get to our top five. Got Jameer Nelson, All-Star 2009, part of the 2009 Finals team. Ten seasons for Jameer, 651 games, 44 playoff games, 12.6 points, 3.1 rebounds, 5.4 assists, a steal per game, 43 win shares, second all-time in Magic games played, fourth in three-point field goals, 10th in free throws, first in assists, fifth in steals, fifth in points, seventh in win shares. Man, Jameer, one of my favorites of all time. Love to see him here. And number six, you obviously know who the, the five are, and most people know who the six is as well. It's Nick Anderson. I mean, Mr. Orlando Magic, first ever Magic draft pick, part of the inaugural team, part of the 95 finals team, played 10 seasons just like Jameer, 692 games, 44 playoff games, 15.4 points, just over five rebounds, 2.8 assists, one and a half steals, 52.9 win shares, all-time Magic leader in games played, fourth in free throws, fourth in rebounds, fifth in assists, first in steals, seventh in blocks, second in points, second in win shares, Again, Mr. Orlando Magic, you know where he's going to be on this list. A pretty, uh, I mean, just, again, just thinking about just walking down memory lane through this 15 through 6. I will mention really fast, I misspoke earlier talking about Rashard Lewis. He's 7th all-time in 3-point field goals made. I know some people are going to scream at me if I said field goal percentage. That was my mistake, 3-point field goals made. But guys, what do you think? Luke, we'll start with you. What do you think about this this run of like 15 through number 6? Daryl Armstrong is the one that sticks out to me. I think people will... People obviously know who Daryl Armstrong is. You don't like I was born in '96. Daryl Armstrong was done playing for the Magic when I, by the time I was six years old. But what I do remember is this is where video games come in clutch for me. 
NBA, I still was playing like in like the early 2000s at the ages of five and six. I still remember playing like NBA Live with KG on the cover and Daryl Armstrong in that white magic jersey. I, I just have vivid memories of, for whatever reason, using strictly Daryl Armstrong and loving playing with him. Just a, like an iconic part of, of this organization and of that time period with the Magic. So it was super fun to hear, obviously, see his name again. You talk about the Magic. You have to bring up Daryl Armstrong. Unfortunately, not everybody does, but it is fun when he does get brought up to think about the fond memories that you've got, whether it's too young, but you played video games with him, using him, or actually watching him on the court. Obviously, at this point, I've seen highlights, things like that, full game, whatever. But Daryl Armstrong, for me, is the takeaway, the one that like really struck a, a memory for me and a fond one at that. So shout out Daryl Armstrong. Yeah, Daryl Armstrong is, is someone that at times is forgotten in the conversation, especially amongst our generation and, and younger. But the people that witnessed Daryl Armstrong you know, like joining the team, um, like right before, you know, that, that finals run and playing for the better part of a decade, like the people that witnessed Daryl Armstrong, like he is one of their all time favorite, not just magic players, but NBA players of all time. And they are willing to ride and die for Daryl Armstrong, like for the better part of nine seasons was like the heartbeat of this team, like through the you know, Shaq and Penny era. And then just kind of like ushered in, you know, like the, you know, the Tracy McGrady era, you know, sort of towards the end there. So, uh, yeah, Daryl Armstrong, obviously. And then, you know, Nick Anderson is a guy that, you know, we've talked about a lot and what so many people think of when they think of Nick Anderson are, are the free throws, you know, in the 95 finals. And when you just, when you go through the the stats here and, and the numbers and just the amount of time that he was here, like he is so much more than that. And the fact that, you know, that is what is remembered. You know, you, you, you say the name Nick Anderson and people go right to the free throws. Like that is legitimately a tragedy because he was so much more than that as a player and has meant so much more than that to the magic organization. And the last thing that I'll say is about my boy, Evan Fournier. I know how a lot of people feel about Evan Fournier. I listed him last year on, on like an Instagram post that we did as one of my top 10 favorite magic players of all time, whether or not he's your favorite, when you look at the statistics and where he stacks up all time in, in magic rankings, it's not arguable that he is one of the, if you don't have him as high as 14, that's fine. But like somewhere in the top 20 magic players of all time for the haters out there, it's the truth and deal with it. It's hard to argue. It really is. Again, people are going to talk about attitude or whatever, but I mean, the guy was, yeah, the, the stats don't lie. So uh, the only thing I'll just add, you know, not just what you guys mentioned, but <laughs> Horace Grant is another guy. If we're talking about people from the past and the history and everything, Horace Grant, I, just thinking about his history, like obviously with the Magic, had had a great stretch, but like the dude was just a winner. Like he came to Orlando, obviously from Chicago, and he went to the finals, you know, a bunch of times, won the three championships with the Bulls, and then won the fourth one with the Lakers, like in what was it, 2001. And in between that, he played for the Magic and, of course, went to the finals with that team, played for the Sonics. The guy just won a bunch of games. Like, what a career Horace Grant had. Um, and so that's that's pretty cool. But, yeah, that that group of guys uh, is is pretty special. But uh, none more special than the the top five. These are the the guys, and and no nothing's gonna be a surprise here. That's the thing. That's kind of interesting with you know the Orlando Magic. Like, um, 
a lot of other teams, there's a lot of debate, like who's the top five, who's the Mount Rushmore and stuff. For for most Magic fans, there is no debate. This is the five. Now you can put it maybe in different order or whatever, but this is the five, and so we're going to talk about them. Number five, Nikola Vucevic. Uh, obviously the more recent of all of these dudes. All-star in 2019, 2021, of course, nine seasons, 591 games, 10 playoff games, 17.6 points. 10.8 rebounds, 2.8 assists, 50.1 win shares, fourth all-time in Magic games played, first in field goals, second in rebounds, eighth in assists, sixth in steals, third in blocks, third in points, third in win shares, Nikola Vucevic. I, guys, I feel like just with these like five, I don't know, I feel like each one kind of might deserve a little bit of its own time. You know, we'll, we'll, maybe we can argue about, you know, one through five later. But for, for here, like Nikola Vucevic, what does Nikola Vucevic mean to you? What does he mean to the Magic and why? Why is he number five? Jonathan, we'll start with you. Yeah, just, you know, he came in at, at a time where there was so much uncertainty, you know, in the, the Magic organization and the Magic team and trading Dwight. And he was, you know, really just thought of as like a sort of like a throw in, you know, in that in that deal. He wasn't really like the the centerpiece, like, oh, my gosh, the Magic are getting back Nikola Vucevic. Had one season in in Philadelphia was pretty decent, but was largely an unknown. And even for his first few seasons here in Orlando, like he was he was solid, you know, like double double guy, somebody that you could count on, you know, 13, 14 points, ten rebounds. Um, but is it a guy that we ever thought would like blossom into an all star and one of the better players in the league? In the first couple of years, you would have probably said no. And pair that with just the you know the the struggles that the team you know went through. We talked about this with Nikola Vucevic. Don't mean to plug our episode with Nikola Vucevic, but this is as good of a time as any. We talked about it with him. Our most recent episode with Terrence Ross. We talked about it with him. That eighteen nineteen team that really didn't have a lot of expectations, and you know into January was not having a great season. They go on this almost miraculous run and make the playoffs. You beat the eventual champs in Game One. And we got to see Vooch blossom into an all-star in 2019 and, and 2021. And when a guy spends as much time as Nikola Vucevic did here, you know, nine seasons, 591 games, and is, you know, top 10 and top five in all of these statistics, like just when you when you look at the like the the character development, I guess I would say, of Nikola Vucevic from the time that he was traded here to just all the struggles and had a little bit of team success at the end. And then just where he ended up in terms of all time magic rankings. Like to me, it's, it's not really a conversation. Like he is absolutely the fifth greatest magic player of all time. Yeah. There, there's not a doubt about it. I, this is something we have been saying since his time in Orlando ended and it shouldn't be a surprise anymore. People had some time to warm up to it. Think about it, whatever. Vooch has been incredible as a as a person during his time in Orlando, which plays a huge part in the fan aspect of the rankings as well. But the funny thing is you don't even need the fan aspect and the favoritism or whatever with that. Like you literally can just base it on statistics. The team had been so bad for as many years as the Magic were, and so for him to finally, you know, turn into the player that he was that you talk about and you harp on Jonathan, it was unexpected. It was welcomed and allow. I mean, you heard Terrence talk about it on the last episode with us. He talks about you know how much fun it was in that season, the eighteen nineteen season, playing alongside an all star. You know, at, when obviously for with Vucevic, 
how much it energizes a team to be able to say like I play with an all-star on this team and Vooch brought life to this team and something that Magic hadn't had in so long so breath of fresh air Vucevic well-deserved number five yeah for me when it comes to Vooch I think Jonathan you hit it on the head part of the the love that we have for Vooch and the connection that we have for Vooch is we saw the progression like all these other guys you know the other four guys in this list they were highly touted prospect you know both of them i mean all four of them were top four pit well not t-mac but you know the the the, they were all really really high draft picks and stuff you know and so there's a level of expectation with those guys with vooch it was like like you said the dwight trade but to see him grow as a player as a human being it just makes that attachment that much stronger you know and so I think that's part of it. The other thing for me was how many times, like once once Vooch got good, get good kid, once he got good, um, how many times could he have just jumped ship because the team was bad, you know? But he was so loyal to this fan base, maybe the most loyal player, player in the history of the Magic, like if you ask me, because he was good enough to go play somewhere else, good enough to try to compete, good enough to make more money, good enough to do all those things. But he loved and still loves the city beautiful. And so that means a lot uh, to me. And so absolutely number five for sure. Last thing I want to add is like the way that he left and like the reaction to him leaving. Like I will never in my life forget absolutely that first press conference with the Chicago Bulls. I'm getting goosebumps thinking about it now and getting emotional. And like you had all these guys, everybody was here, everybody left, you know, all these other guys that we're about to talk about here. And like this guy wanted to stay. And to your point, talking about his loyalty, like he he did that because he wanted to build something in Orlando and wanted to be a piece of that. So like so all that together, you know, Vooch number five. Yeah. However many hundreds, maybe we're up to thousands. I don't know. Probably hundreds magic players we've had. There's only been one that's cried for a departure. And that, that means something. That means a lot, you know. So we love Vooch. But here we are at number four, Penny Hardaway. What a special, special talent he was. Six seasons, 369 games, 45 playoff games, 46.3 win shares. And during that time, he was fourth all-time in magic free throws, ninth in offensive rebounds, fourth in assists, third in steals, sixth in win shares. Uh, also four-time All-Star, 95 through 98, three-time All-NBA. That's two first team, one third team, and part of the 1995 NBA Finals team. Penny Hardway, again, one of the most talented, and some might even argue, and parts of his career, like in a vacuum, maybe the most talented Magic player of all time, arguably. But uh, Jonathan, what do we think about old Penny Hardaway? Yeah, just uh, just tons of stuff to to go off of. You know, fourth all time Magic free throws, ninth in offensive rebounds, which was pretty impressive. Fourth in assists, third in steals, sixth in win shares in the Magic Hall of Fame. Like you said, one of the most talented players to ever put on the pinstripes, and in a vacuum, like one of the most talented what ifs of all time. Like Penny Hardaway's body failing him was really tragic. This is a guy who came in first season. You know, all rookie doesn't win, you know, rookie of the year, but you know, pretty close. But then right after that, second season, all NBA first team. Like, how when does that happen? A guy's second season and he's already being, you know, um given the title of basically the best point guard in the league. 
the very next season, all NBA first team again. So you know, two out of his first three seasons was put in there with you know the, some of the five best players in the NBA. And then the third season, all NBA third team, Shaq leaves, has to take too much responsibility. Body just falls apart, is never really the same player. And it, it's, it's just crazy. A, a guard at his size, as talented as he was, and we just never really got to see everything come to fruition because of Shaq's departure. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. There's a whole lot of like you said, what ifs with Penny, but the the snapshot that w- that we did get with him, very special, one of a kind. I mean, seriously, one of a kind player. Like you can talk about stats, you can talk about all that stuff. Watch Penny Hardaway play. Seriously, if you are a younger person, have never seen Anthony Hardaway play basketball, literally. Go look on YouTube. You've seen these other guys. You may not have seen Anthony Hardaway, one of a kind player, really special, and obviously deserving to be in our top five. Last thing here, when you look back on it, like Penny comes in, has this massive impact, and like all of a sudden the the Magic have like two top ten NBA players, like right off the rip. And not to compare these guys, when we look at Paolo, we look at Franz and some of like their potential, like they have the opportunity to be like the best one two punch that the Magic have had since Penny and, and Shaq. The the potential may not be quite that high, but just the fact that it's even like in the the realm of possibility is really exciting. Absolutely. And we talk about potential. I agree. Maybe not as high. However, the future is unwritten for these guys. And so what Shaq and Penny couldn't do when a title is still very much fair game for Franz and Powell. And that's obviously very exciting. Number three, Jonathan's boy, old T-Mac, Tracy McGrady, four seasons, 295 games, 15 playoff games, 28.1 points per game, seven boards, five assists, one and a half steals, a block, 48.2 win shares, second all-time in magic free throws, ninth in rebounds, ninth in assists, seventh in steals, eighth in blocks, fourth in points, fifth in win shares, and during his time in Orlando was a four-time All-Star, four-time All-NBA, fourth in MVP, MVP voting, in 2002-2003, and two-time scoring champ in the entire NBA in 2003-2004. Tracy McGrady, obviously, first thing you think of as a scorer, but homeboy filled the box score. Like, reading those off again, not just the 28 points, seven boards, five assists, one and a half steals, one block. The guy did everything. He was a very, very special player and obviously someone deserving to be in, in the top five. And also, I also got to mention before I hand it off to you guys, Central Florida guy, Polk County stand up. Uh, yeah, old, old T-Mac there at number three, Luke. They, people often like, I've seen, you know, photos with, with Vince Carter, T-Mac and Raptors jerseys. People forget that it started, like Tracy McGrady really started, started in Orlando. First season in Orlando making his all-star, all-star appearance. A four-time all-star in Orlando only you know in Houston even after that he was only you know only but he had three all-star appearances there in Houston so I mean he just really gets his start two-time NBA scoring champ both those times in Orlando nowhere else did that take place and you just think like what could have been with T-Mac in Orlando in the long haul and that's what hurts the most of obviously he's very highly productive in Houston for the next three years and four years really going down to like as low as 21.6 points per game, which would have been nice. But yeah, that, that it's all, all those things with Tracy. I think people do forget as far as like where he got his start, really local guy, like you said, 
just Tracy McGrady, well deserved of this spot here at number three. Was also um, the 2000 2001 most improved player. Don't want to forget that. Um, but people, it's almost like revisionist history now when people talk about Tracy McGrady and like the conversation that, like, no, like in the early 2000s, there were legitimate, like, barbershop style arguments of who is better, Tracy McGrady or Kobe Bryant. And in 2003, Tracy McGrady finished fourth in MVP voting. Kobe Bryant finished fifth. Like these guys, it was legitimately like, who is the best player in the NBA? Is it Tracy McGrady? Is it Kobe Bryant? Obviously, Tim Duncan, Shaq, those guys were still very much in their prime. When we talk about guys on the wing and the reason that people watch basketball is like, you know, the highlight reels, the dunks, the, the shot making, like those were the two very best guys at the time in the league. And like people honestly sort of forget that now, like Tracy McGrady was absolutely 100% of that guy. And he was the reason that I fell in love with basketball. And yeah, what I would do for a Tracy McGrady on this roster now. Yeah, talk about a perfect fit, dude. Put him, slot him in at the two, surround with the rest of the dudes. Holy smokes, man. That'd be sick. That'd be sick. All right, we know who's left. It's a question of who's number two, who's number one. For some people, for us, it's not. It's not a debate, and we'll get to that. But number two, Big Diesel. Shaquille O'Neal, Shaq, four seasons, 295 games, 36 playoff games, 27.2 points, 12.5 boards, 2.4 assists, 2.8 blocks, 48.3 win shares, third all-time magic free throws, third in rebounds, second in blocks, sixth in points, fourth in win shares, and during his time in Orlando was a four-time All-Star, one-time NBA scoring champ, three-time All-NBA, four years in top 10 MVP voting, and part, of course, of the 1995 NBA Finals team, Shaquille O'Neal, very important on the court, very important off the court. I guess we can get into that as well. But um, I don't know, Jonathan, you want to kick us off with old Shaq? Yeah, just, you know, we, we had a conversation, you know, last year, um, like early in the offseason last year, talking about, you know, who was the greatest Magic player of all time. There's one guy on this list that's not there yet. You know, we're going to talk about him, obviously. If this conversation were who was the best players in Magic history, Shaquille O'Neal would be at the the top of the list, like the most dominant on the floor, just overall most impactful. What it comes down to is obviously everybody still has, you know, bad feelings about the way that he left and he just did not have the longevity that a lot of other guys had here. But when you talk about the cultural impact, like this logo behind me, when we talk about the pinstripes and just how iconic like those 90s pinstripes are, very much in part due to Shaquille O'Neal and just sort of like the swagger and like the the coolness that he brought to this team. Shaquille O'Neal never plays for the Orlando Magic. Those pinstripes might not really be as iconic as they are. It, it might have just been, you know, a, 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 a something to remind you of a team that wasn't very good in the 90s. But Shaq's impact on the Orlando Magic, on like their impact in like even fashion like it it is a a very iconic jersey um but like his impact on the city of orlando like orlando is not the like metropolitan area that it is without shaquille o'neal coming and and playing for the magic so obviously awesome on the court played an mvp level you know every year that he was here helped the team get to the finals but as much as he impacted the team off the floor you could almost argue that his lasting impact is is more like 
the the culture of the Magic and and the way that those teams are remembered. I will also add. I mean, obviously, Shaquille O'Neal, part owner of the Magic, along with Dennis Scott. So, congrats yeah. to them. And uh, and if you 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 guys are are aware, obviously, of the comments, listeners, I'm sure. Uh, Shaquille O'Neal making that comment. Um, I don't even know if it was tongue in cheek. I, I think that he genuinely meant it. <laughs> that they still run the organization, which was hilarious. But um, I mean, yeah, all warranted number two spot. There's going to be people that have him at one, and that's totally fine. But Kevin, you will give us the Dwight Howard rundown, and I hope after hearing the difference in accolades, Shaq very decorated, very accomplished with the Orlando Magic, but. Not doesn't uh, it truthfully doesn't hold much of a candle to Dwight Howard at one. The last thing I'll say about Shaq before we talk about our our surprise number one pick notice king. When I think about kind of what you mentioned, Jonathan, about the importance of Shaq kind of off the court, I think about other teams that came into the league about the same time, like late eighties into the nineties, teams like the Timberwolves, teams like pretty sure Vancouver Grizzlies came in during that time as well. Like, think about how those teams are remembered or not even remembered at all, you know? Like, how are the Timberwolves remembered? The Timberwolves are remembered as being bad forever. And even with KG, they couldn't, they couldn't even really do much. They, just had, they were a one-trick pony. That's all they had, and the rest of the team was bad. Vancouver Grizzlies literally don't exist anymore. You know, you think about kind of those, those teams in that era. That very well could be the Orlando Magic today if it wasn't for Shaq. And I would say it probably would be, you know? And so we're very grateful. Obviously, we're very grateful for Shaq and, and his persona, his swagger, like you mentioned, Jonathan. And it was, it was very important to not just the franchise, but the entire city in Central Florida. But we have reached number one. There's no debate in this trio of who it is. It's Dwight Howard. Jonathan, you remember the days back when we had Patreon? Well, we still have Patreon. Back when the Patreon list was a little shorter, you try to read it all in one breath. I am going to attempt to read these accolades that Jonathan has so graciously compiled for us. I'm going to read these in one breath. The Dwight Howard accolades. I'm going to try it. I haven't tried this yet. I don't know if it's possible. We'll see. Dwight Howard. Eight seasons, 621 games, 57 playoff games, 18.4 points, 13 rebounds, one and a half assists, one steal, 2.2 blocks, 87.5 win shares, third all-time match games played, first in free throws, first in rebounds, fourth in steals, first in blocks, first in points, first in win shares, six-time All-Star, three times Defensive Player of the Year, four times NBA Rebound Leader, two times NBA Block Leader, six times All-NBA, five times All-Defense, four straight years in top five MVP voting, part of the 2009 Finals team. Oh, so close. Dang it. That's why Howard, folks, and just to, to clarify that last section, especially six-time All-Star, three-time Defensive Player of the Year, four-time NBA Rebound Leader, two-time NBA Block Leader, six-time All-NBA, five-time All-Defense, four straight years in top five MVP voting, part of the 2009 Finals team. There's a lot that sticks out. The three times Defensive Player of the Year in a row, three-time Defensive Player of the Year, back-to-back-to-back. To back to back. That's insane. And obviously, you think about the Magic stats. Eight seasons, 621 games, 57 playoff games. And obviously, he's first in a bunch of stats and stuff. So, I mean, I don't even know where to start. Like, I, I hope the debate has been rested. And so we don't feel like we have to sit here and defend Dwight Howard. But at least let's talk about Dwight Howard from the stance of, like, him being number one, what he's meant to this organization, what he's meant to this the fan base. And obviously, he's been in the news a lot this summer as well with the Magic, 
I don't know about the news, but at least the rumor mill. So, Luke, we'll start with you. Like, Dwight Howard, number one greatest Orlando Magic player of all time. There will be debate. There will be comments. There will be just vitriol and people that just still hate Dwight Howard. I think we have very well made it clear that this has since shifted, especially since as of late. They get together at the Stan Van Gundy at, at, at his wife's funeral celebration of life. The, there are people that I genuinely think it moved the needle for them. Dwight and all of his comments about, you know, loving Orlando, always having love, wouldn't mind coming back, retiring in Orlando. Dwight Howard well deserved of this number one spot, in my opinion. There's there's just not like much that you can say about this guy that, you know, I, I think that there's parallel and i don't this is not from a talent standpoint so do not get this twisted please but there's a parallel between like how beloved i think people forget how much people love dwight howard during the playing days and then he leaves and then how it happened whatever on a much smaller scale it's probably maybe how people scoffed at where we had aaron gordon the you know oh man like they they, they have this 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 bad taste in their mouth because of the exit but when you were there, you loved them in dunk contests. Nobody was was defending Aaron Gordon more than Magic fans. Dwight Howard, during his time in Orlando, nobody was rooting harder, obviously, than Magic fans. Loved the guy because he put us on the map again, right? Shaq, Penny, all of that is done. And then you just are waiting for another star player. Dwight Howard comes along and in just two seasons in his third season he becomes an all-star and averaging 17 points per game 12 rebounds he had already been putting up similar numbers the year before and his second year this guy just changed the the landscape of this franchise in a way that you talk about Shaq and the relevancy of, of the magic and how much he helped it Dwight Howard kept this organization afloat and it's what you talked about as well Kevin and what we really had mentioned and cited from you was people forget that he really played a part in keeping Orlando in Orlando. He played a huge part. That's what a lot of these guys in the top five have. They've had more than just the impact on the court because their their presence and their production has been personified and magnified due to just their presence. So Dwight Howard, number one for me, Jonathan, what what's uh, your thoughts on, on Dwight and, and any closing statements about it? Yeah, when you compare the the resume, you know, between Shaq and, and Dwight, you know, I don't think it's a debate, but if you're going to, like Shaq arguably had like Hall of Fame career here in Orlando, you know, four time all star, three time all NBA, scoring champ, four years in top ten MVP voting, went to the finals, all that. Dwight like doubles what Shaq does in Orlando. Like he's here twice the amount of time, obviously, which we talked about longevity is a, a huge part of this. But Dwight's resume, it's it's just almost overwhelming. Like for people that forget about just how good Dwight Howard was, like six straight years all star from 2007 to 2012. The, Kevin talked about it, the back to back to back defensive player of the year. It's never been done before. Who I don't know that it will ever be done again. I think the guy that had the best chance at it was Rudy Gobert, and you know now he's fallen off a little bit, but just. When you look at the accolades, first in free throws, first in rebounds, fourth in steals, first in blocks, first in points, first in win shares, like just again and again and again, it's like how obvious is it that this guy has done more 
in pinstripes by a mile and a half compared to anyone else in our, our franchise's history. And that's not to poo-poo them or, you know, to, to, um, you know, downgrade them at all. Like that's just how good Dwight Howard was. And yes, had the, the rough exit has at least started to make an effort to patch things up. But if you love the Orlando magic, if you love being able to go to games in Orlando, you wouldn't be able to do that if it was not for Dwight Howard. The team very, very most likely would be in another city at this point. Orlando would not have, and without without the magic here, do does the Orlando City come to Orlando? Maybe not. I don't know. Like Orlando may not have any professional sports teams if it were not for Dwight Howard. So I know you know we've tried to play as much of a role as we could in 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 sort of shedding light on how much Dwight has meant to this organization. And, you know, people are, are warming up to Dwight once again, but it's just, it is not even close folks. Dwight Howard is, is by far and away the greatest magic player of all time. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. Obviously Luke talked about the, the bad taste in the mouth, I think, you know, skewed some people's perspectives for a long time, but I think now I would hope now the time has healed some of that. We can look back and say, just look at on paper. It is what it is. Now, again, greatest versus best is very valid in this conversation. I believe Shaquille O'Neal is the best player in Magic history. I think he is the best. If I if I wanted to win a championship and I had to pick between Orlando Shaq and Orlando Dwight, I would pick Orlando Shaq. Like that, I don't think many people would argue with that. But when you talk about greatest, you talk about the resume. It's Dwight Howard. It's not even close until you know maybe one of our current Magic guys surpasses him. And number one, Jonathan, what do we think? Maybe some guys on this roster that could maybe move up the list this year? Yeah, that's a it's a tough task, you know, to ask. Like, hey, we we need you to be better than Dwight Howard. We need you to have a better career than Dwight Howard. And like as we were going through this list, like some of the things that stick out, you know, some of the magic records, like records that'll never be broken. Scott Skiles, 30 assists. I think that's safe. You know, I I just don't see anybody ever getting 30 assists again. And as sad as it is, like looking at, you know, Nick Anderson with 692 games played for the Magic, like in today's NBA, in today's day and age, that just really doesn't happen. So like some of these, you know, stats and, and, and records, I think are, are going to stand the test of time. And, but, you know, we, we look at guys like Paolo Bancaro and Franz Wagner. If there are any guys on this roster that have a chance one day to enter into the top five or to supplant Dwight as the greatest Magic player of all time, on this current roster, it would have to be one of those two guys for me. But, you know, we had a lot of these young guys at the the bottom of the list. Paolo Bancaro at 35, Wendell at 33, Markel at 32, Franz at 31. I think those guys have a real chance, especially if they make it in the playoffs this year, to end up, you know, passing a guy like DJ Augustine or, or Steve Francis and or, you know, Victor Oladipo and move into the top 25. There in looking at this, that group at the, you know, like you were just mentioning, Jonathan, that group and from starting from 35, you know, Paolo, Wendell, Markel, Franz Wagner, the, the, there are guys ahead of them that have worse counting stats than them. But what do they have? They have longevity. They have playoff appearances. If these guys, as as much as I do, I believe that this is going to be the case. 
these guys, I think they are all going to, for the most part, stick around. When you talk about Paolo, Dell, Markel, and Franz Wagner, I hope that's the case. We hope that's the case. Maybe at some point, push comes to shove, and and one of these guys might get kind of bumped out of there. I don't see a reason Wendell does, except for health. If he continues to struggle or struggle with health, Markel Fultz much of the same. But also, I just think that you know, if there's a a, a guard, a point guard that comes along at some point as young or an Anthony Black, something like that, like really blossoms develops maybe more of a perimeter shot at that point you could see markel fultz not be in this group that makes this jump but i think when it is all said and done there's a real possibility that they that these guys find themselves in the range of the you know jj reddick jameer richard all of these guys because of the longevity but also the playoff appearances and that's what we want we want them to just rack up post uh you know postseason reps as much as they can I genuinely think that one of them, if not two, can get into the top five when this is all said and done. I think guys like Dell can get in into the top 10 when it's all said and done. I don't know about Markel. That's the one I have reservations about because I just don't know what the future holds. I would love for him to be around. I just don't know. But it is fun to think about where do these guys end up? And that's genuinely where I think these guys have a great shot of going if the trajectory of this team is what we think it is. Yeah, I think obviously we look at the top guys. There are some fringe guys too. I think maybe have a chance to to sneak into some of the earlier numbers. You think about a guy like Jonathan Isaac who has longevity on the roster, obviously has not played in the number of games that we'd prefer. But if he goes out there this season, plays 60, 70 games, gets to the playoffs, is it, Contributor on defense. I know, Jonathan, we were talking earlier and you were mentioning that he's already top 10 in blocks, I think you said, you know, even though he hasn't played that many games. And even just by the eye test, one of the best defenders in Magic history already. So he's a guy that I think, obviously, how the next season and maybe two seasons go for him, he could start to work his way into that conversation, you know, especially based on longevity and stuff. But obviously, like you said, those guys near the top, uh, it's a Franz and Paolo thing for me. Like how far, how far up those li- this list can those guys go, and that's going to determine the trajectory of this team and the franchise and all kind of stuff. But uh, it's exciting that we're just around the corner from from seeing the next chapter of those guys' career in Orlando. So uh, definitely excited for that. Yeah, I would say Ji is is positioned if he can have a healthy season, maybe push himself into the list here. Cole Anthony is another guy that I think, you know, has a, another good season or maybe another you know, probably two good seasons. He's a guy that, you know, I could I could yep. see on this list as well. And, you know, we got five years. We'll be doing, you know, the 40 greatest magic players of all time. So the list will expand a little bit. But I definitely expect, you know, those three in particular that you mentioned, Luke, Franz, Paolo, Wendell. Next time we do this list, those guys should should be, you know, somewhere in the 20s. I would guess unless you know they've got a couple of rings under their belt and then I mean I'll, I'll put that entire roster 1 through 13 you know for winning <laughs> championships I I really don't care and anybody that that argues like you can't argue with the with the with a ring so but guys this this was a lot of fun um 35th anniversary season we'll, we'll continue to to have conversations like this you know throughout th- this season and as you know, the 35 you know seasons for the Magic are, are being celebrated. So uh, we would love to hear your guys' thoughts, whether it's on you know Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, wherever. 
wherever you're you're uh, you know consuming the the content here love to know uh, your thoughts do you, you agree with us do you disagree with us who would you put in this list that that we didn't who's in this list that that we put that you would remove and it better not be Evan Fournier because the, the stats don't lie so uh, but anything else on uh, this list guys before we wrap it up yeah not for me it's a fun walk down memory lane and uh uh excited to see what memories lie ahead for us boys Kev, the point that you made it earlier like when you think of like all oh, 35 greatest magic players of all time like do we really can we get to 35 even like that was a thought for me but especially once you start to get into the 20s you're like you know we've had some good guys here forget what everybody yeah. else says and you know maybe we yeah. haven't always had the team success to 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 show that we don't have you know the the mount rushmore that maybe like the lakers do right right we've had a lot of guys that have played here for a long time and have produced in their time here maybe not everything always came together from a team success aspect we've had a, a good mixture of that like got good individual guys guys that had a lot of team success here guys that just played here for a long time so this uh this was really fun uh to go through and we appreciate everyone uh for listening and sorry one more thing you just made me think about it like one more thing just reminiscing on this history how many nba teams would trade their 35 years for hours true it's a lot it's a lot you know you think about it obviously we've had some rough sections we're coming out of one but we have had two elite eras and some of the most fun basketball in the league you know they were good teams but they were really fun so how many teams, yeah, we think about the Lakers and stuff. I mean, they're different. The Lakers, Celtics, the other 28 teams, okay, and the Spurs, those three, and the Bulls in the 90s. You take all the way, all those away. The <laughs> Maybe other the Pistons in the teams, 80s. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. I'm saying in our in our 35 years, you know, before that is whatever, how many franchises would change their, their history for ours over 35 years? Most of them. We're very fortunate. Sometimes it doesn't always feel like that, especially in the last few years. We're very fortunate. And again, the future is as bright here as it is anywhere else in the league. So it's pretty awesome. Um, and I, I, I'm sorry. Well, we could talk forever, but and we we just might. I I I looked up like the worst franchises because there's like trolls would hear that hear you say that Kevin would be like, they're Orlando Magic. Like they're you're 35 years really. I pulled up like the worst five franchises. Magic don't even sniff it. Like don't even sniff it. Nope. And it all you have to do is go by like finals appearances, right? Like Timberwolves, zero finals appearances, Clippers, Charlotte, uh, Memphis, New Orleans Pelicans. Like there are so many of these teams and you can get into even playoff appearances from that point. The Magic still blow those guys out of the water in just the 35 years that, that the Magic have been around. Yeah. So, yeah, I, to your point, absolutely. There, the Magic. There are many, many, many teams. Whether they want to just crap on the Magic because of the last ten years or not, they can suck it. Quite frankly, because the last thirty-five years have been way better than theirs. Even a storied franchise like the Knicks, the Knicks mm. would have killed to go to the finals twice in the last thirty-five years. They haven't been since like what seventy-one or whatever it was. Yeah, and they've been like what three three total times. Is this correct? Is that am I or they, that's how many I championships they have? I might be making but they, stuff they up. They haven't. No, you're right. I mean, it, it is baffling, genuinely, that the the Knicks haven't seen much success since the '70s. But yeah, the last 35 years, they would they would kill to uh, have been in the finals twice. And yeah, like we've had a rough stretch like the last 10 years, but before that stretch, like the Magic made the playoffs more years than they missed the playoffs. That's right. So yeah, we've been a bit of the the lacking laughing stock of the league the last decade. But I mean, how many? 
franchises can say they've had guys as iconic as Dwight and Shaq and Penny and Tracy McGrady and Pat Garrity. And- <laughs> Pat Garrity, you you have no idea how bad I wanted to slip Michael Doliak into this list for you. Yeah. I just couldn't. I could not figure a way to make it happen, I go. unfortunately. I go. Uh, also, the next two championships in 77 seasons. So There you go. Yeah, we've been pretty close in, you know, in, in, in 35 here. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, here's uh, to the to the last 34 going into the you know 35th year. And you know, here's also to the next 35. And. Hopefully, uh, you know, when we're talking about the 70 greatest Magic players, we can talk about, a, you know, a few handful of champions in that list would, would be really great. I don't yeah. know that I can go 35 more years without without a title. I don't know. Yeah. I just, right, one folks. more thing. One more thing. I'm just kidding. That's it. <laughs> one more thing. We're going to wrap up this one. Uh, for Luke, Sylvia, and Kevin Tucker, this is Jonathan Osborne. You all have been listening to The Six Man Show, and we will catch you guys next time. See ya. Thanks for listening to The Sixth Man Show. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes and Spotify to get new episodes downloaded directly to your phone. If you enjoyed the show, please take a minute to give us a five-star rating and a review. It helps out the show a lot. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Sixth Man Show. We'll catch you guys next time. Go Magic! Hey!